0: Welcome to the Ultimate Dentist Podcast. Join us to hear success stories of various individuals and learn clinical and life hacks to help you become the ultimate dentist. Hi everyone, I hope you are all doing great and I hope you enjoyed the last two episodes. In the episode one, we discussed about differences between teeth and dental implant and some of the aspects of treatment planning. Uh, in episode two, we discussed about how to take implant impression. We call it implant pickup impression. And in this episode, I am going to discuss about communication with laboratory. Now, before we discuss about communication with laboratory, you need to understand differences between different restorations. So then, you can really tell your laboratory what type of restoration you prefer and um, what would you like them to do there's nothing right or wrong and everyone does differently and it's certainly in my career um, i've moved from one type to the other i've favored one to the other depending on um, uh, at the time what technology was available and what kind of results i was getting with that particular technology so let's look at uh, crowns there are two fundamental differences between two uh, implant restorations. You can have a screw retained implant restoration, or you can have a cement retained implant restoration. In the screw retained implant restorations, we can break them down into two different categories as well. Screwmentable and UCLA screw retained implant restoration. So let's, let's discuss about these categories. So cement retained implant restoration is Pretty easy, uh, in the sense that you have an abutment which goes into implant, and which can be customized or it could be stock abutment, and then technician would have made a crown which goes on top of it. So what you do is you basically first screw the abutment into the implant. So take the healing abutment out, irrigate it as normal uh, with chlorhexidine, and then put the put the abutment in, uh, screw that in torque the abutment, and I will go through the cementing procedure, uh, procedure of the cementation uh, or fitting of the implant crown in the next episode. So don't worry about that. But let's say in general, once you know everything's fine, then you torque the abutment into the implant, close the screw excess hole of the abutment, and then cement the implant crown on top of it, like you normally do, normally cement your uh, general normal cemented crown. So it's pretty straightforward in that sense. Uh, the problem with that is there is a risk of uh, peri cementitis, which means um, the inflammation of the peri implant tissue because of the remnants of the cement which are left over. Because if you if the junction or the margin is subgingual um, and you have excess cement, the implant around Tissue around implant, they don't like it. And then patients get bone loss, uh, inflammation, failure of the implant. And that's one of the main reasons why uh, cement retain, when cement retain implant fail, that's one of the main reasons why they fail. Having said that, it's not that they, they are they fail all the time i know some of my colleagues they only use cement retain crowns so they work really well however it's best to use custom abutment when you're using cement retain crown now custom abutment are not a stock abutment. Like if you imagine you have impression tray, you have a stock impression tray, which are certain size, 11, 12, 13, 14, um, and you have custom impression trays, right? So same thing with abutment. You have a stock abutments, which are made by the implant companies, which are certain height, certain width, and you place it in the implant and that's what you get off the shelf. Whereas custom abutment is almost whatever shape you want, you can mill that abutment like a crown uh, from chrome or titanium. And you can use that. Now, if you're using cement retained, cement retained restoration, then it is very important that you use custom abutment. So the abutment, the margin is just equigingival um, or supra-gingival on the platelet aspect and maybe 0.5 subgingival on the buccal aspect. So removal of the cement is much easier. Uh, you get better aesthetic results and also less chances of uh, pericementitis. So so make sure that you use custom abutment if you were to use cement retained crown. So as I say cement retained crown when you receive that from laboratory you will have a jig which will help you to uh, put the abutment into the right place because abutment can go into depending on implant between four to eight different positions so uh, your technician would have given you some sort of a jig so that you know exactly what position the abutment needs to go in you you then talk the abutment in and then cement the crown in now generally we use temp bond or temporary cement material Um, you don't use permanent cement material panavia or anything like that and we will discuss about that why in the last episode episode number six Uh, Of this series, so make sure that uh, you use custom equipment. That's what I was wanted to say. Now, let's come to screw-retained implant crown, which is certainly my um, choice of restoration. In again, another ten last ten years, I have probably done one uh, cement-retained crown. Um, because I prefer screw retained crown for many reasons, um, because screw retained crown can be easily taken in and out. Um, if there is a complication, you can easily take it out. If patients chip the crown, you can take it out, send it to lab. Um, it's, it's no issue Whereas cement retained crown, if the screw becomes loose, but the crown is still cemented onto the abutment, it's difficult to get to the abutment. If patient has chipped the crown, then it's difficult to take the crown out. Um, and disassemble everything and then send it back to laboratory and cement everything back again. So it becomes a bit difficult to maintain. Generally, if if I find any inflammation around the implant, then I tend to take the crown out, put the healing abutment so that patient can maintain the hygiene properly, and then place the the crown back in. And generally, that solves the problem. If it's cement-retained crown, it's much more difficult. And that's why I prefer screw-retained crown. Now, in screw-retained crown, as I mentioned, there are two different categories. You have screw-mentable and UCLA crowns. Now screw um, implant res- restoration is basically you have a stock abutment or pre-milled abutment which uh, you can you can also have a custom abutment um, where you have an abutment technician has now what technician does is they create a hole onto the crown and cement that crown so you can access the screw onto the of the abutment through the crown of the implant so it becomes one piece okay so you know what you do with the cement retain crown technician does the same thing outside the lab outside the patient's mouth in the lab and just creates the hole um, so you can access the abutment screw now this works really well if your implant in in the right position let's imagine that you're restoring upper right one now, implant screw access hole is coming out from the buckle aspect. Now you can't use this technique because if the technician drills a hole from buckle of the crown to go to the to the screw, it won't look aesthetic because you need to fill the crown up with a composite. The composite will never match with the porcelain. It won't be aesthetic. Now we have a technique where you we do angle correction. Again, I will discuss this way in um, sixth uh, number six uh, podcast. But, um, in general, you you uh, with a with a screw retain screw mentable crown, this is how the technician do, do that. And this is the cheapest way to make screw retain crown because many times the stock abutments are not that expensive, and you would um, they can mill the crown um, quite cheap, and then they can create a hole and then just cement the crown into the lab. And this is where the problem lies. If your technician is using just stock, uh, stock ab- uh, abutment tie bases, it's called tie bases, if they're using that, tie bases are generally very, very short. Um, and if they're cementing the crown, it's, it's, it's like imagine you have a very st- short tooth and you're making a crown on top. You're probably not very... Um, confident that that crown will last because you know the the forces which some of the patient can apply uh, can break the bond between the crown and the cement and this is what exactly can happen if technicians using small tie bases so this works fine if technicians using custom abutment or milling the the tie bases themselves uh, with the taller height of the abutment so that the, when the crown is cemented, it's well supported. The other technique, which is called UCLA technique, is is what is much more mature and older technique where we mill the custom abutment in a chrome or gold. So when I used to make my own uh, implant restoration, when I did my MSC, we used to do our own implant restoration. So if I place an implant, I'll take the impression, I'll pour the model myself, I will then wax up the implant i will cast that implant restoration in gold and i will do the porcelain on top everything myself so what happens is you wax up uh on a um an abutment which is castable and you do wax up full full contour wax up then you do a cut back up to maybe uh one to 1.5 millimeter and then you cast that, you get castable abutment. Now that was I'm talking about 15 years ago. Now we we mill them. We most 99% of the time your lab would mill them from chrome. Gold is quite expensive nowadays, so we do a custom abutment in chrome or titanium. Um, but the problem is, it's very difficult to stick porcelain like feldspathic porcelain on a titanium abutment. If it, it will not stick. So you need something which you, like a PFM, porcelain-fused to metal crown. Uh, and that's why technician will mill the abutment in chrome and then put porcelain on top and fire it in a furnace. So you get literally PFM crown, but it's a screw retained into the implant. And that's a one-piece implant. There is no risk of crown becoming like a, a de-cemented because there, there is no cement. It's a one-full-piece Uh, crown. And that's the original screw retained crown. Nowadays, the screw retained crowns, they're hybrid. Um, The abutment and its crown is still cemented onto the abutment, but that's in the laboratory. So I hope it makes sense. Uh, Sometimes it can get confusing. And again, that's why I am doing a webinar uh, at some point, because it's very easy to explain all this in the picture format. So make sure you click on the link in the description to register yourself for the future webinar now when you are sending prescription to your laboratory what kind of information you want to um, include so first of all you want to make sure you need to make sure you tell them the type and brand of implant you need to make sure you tell them the implant size or a connection size so if it's a let's say by horizon 4.2 millimeter width implant you don't need to tell them height because they don't really need to know the height it's just the width and the connection size Uh, 3.5 millimeter is the connection size every implant will have different some implant will have different color coding of the impression post the technician will know straight away but rather you, you you want to avoid guesswork so make sure you you tell the technician what it is you then need to tell them the shade the crown so you will take generally clinical photos do a shade match and send the photos to technician now if you have taken periapical radiograph at any point uh, implant placement or healing abutment or impression post whatever the 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 latest Let's say if you've taken for implant placement and impression post, I would send technician the X-ray with the impression post in it. The reason is and then technician, once you take the impression, technician will know where the soft tissue contour is, but they will not know where the bone underneath that soft tissue is. So with the with the X-ray, they will be able to assess where the bone is. You then need to specify what type of restoration you want. Do you want cement retain or screw retain? If you want screw retain, do you want a UCLA type, one-piece implant, or you want you're happy with screwmentable? And this is something you need to pick up the phone and discuss with technician what you prefer. And then you just need to tell them once, and then hopefully they will do the same thing for the rest of the restoration. Then you need to tell them what type of occlusion you prefer. And this is something we will discuss in the the coming next actually next episode I'm going to discuss the fit and the occlusion what type of occlusion you want uh, when you're doing implant restoration but you need to mention that to technician Um, and then any other specific detail like you know what type of abutment you want what size of the abutment you want narrow abutment wider abutment you what type of uh, height you want um, of the abutment Uh, I don't prefer when if my implants deep one millimeter height I want sort of Longer, So ideally your abutment should clear the bone uh, around the implant um, and then your crown can use, they can use the emergence profile of the crown. Um, and then make sure that you transport your impression to laboratory in a bubble wrap. Or in a box don't put it just in a bag and just post it because remember the impression post might be sticking out of the impression and then you know what happens in the post or even someone's picking it up um, there are lots of impressions goes on top of it and the impression post can move and the impression can become inaccurate so just need to be aware of that um, that you know things can move so make sure you put it in a box and then send it to technician So I hope this was useful. There are a couple of tips I want to discuss. So make sure that you give your technician clear instruction as to what would you like from them in order for them to produce good quality restoration that fit well and functional. So you need to give them instructions. You need to ask if they're making screwmentable crowns, you need to generally ask them to send the, the photo with the screw and abutment before the crown Sorry, a crown and an abutment before the crown is cemented onto the abutment. So then you know exactly what height of the abutment it is compared to the crown. Um, and once you do a few times, the technician will be will, will know what you what you like and what you're looking for and be able to give you a good result. So I hope this episode was helpful. There were lots to take in. Um, If you you know, I would recommend that you listen to it maybe more than once. um, So then you understand. And I will discuss with you in the next episode, the step-by-step protocol for fitting the implant crown um, and understanding implant occlusion. Have a lovely day.